and live on Instagram. All right, everybody. Good evening, everybody. Special show tonight. We are streaming live on Facebook, YouTube, uh, Rumble, and Instagram. Instagram is going to look a little bit different tonight because I'm actually taking a video of my screen because Joel is out of town. So it's the only way that I could do it is um, ha ha having her do that. Um, Ask them if they can hear me on Insta. Instagram, can you hear Joel? Joel, introduce yourself. Hello, everybody. Thanks for being here. Uh, my name is Jeff Gelman of Solid Canine Training, and this is the What Would Jeff Do show, and this is a live Q&A show. We stream live every Wednesday and Friday. Tomorrow, uh, Joelle cannot do it, so we decided to do a special one tonight, and it is a Q&A show, and what we do um, uh, uh, is people will type in their questions, Joelle will read them, and I will give you an answer. And most people that most people are struggling with their dogs, and they're struggling with their dogs' unwanted behaviors. So it has to be stopped. And if you're brand new to my world, I know we have a lot of new uh, uh, followers this week. Um, welcome. Welcome to our world. Um, I do a, a Monday through Friday podcast called Wake the Fuck Up with Jeff at 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time every morning. And we put out daily content on all the different social media channels as well. But this show, though, most people are struggling and they'll ask, how to stop things? How do I stop? How do I stop? How do I stop? Most people, nobody, I don't think anyone's asking us how to do obedience. And we've got great online courses for that. Um, for our, um, if you go to Solid Canine Academy, Solid Canine Academy. And if you go in there, there's fantastic courses. And you can actually fully off-leash train your dog. You can stop leash reactivity. You can stop resource guarding. You can get your dog over lots of fear and anxiety. There's so much that you can do. Speaking uh, of, you see that person's comment today she literally just bought our fearful dog course and uh just bought it her dog was scared of like scooters bicycles things with wheels wheels right. yeah literally got the dog over it in one day right okay and she put it up on video too i think yeah and i post it tomorrow yeah yeah so i mean we're, we're, we're very effective we're very efficient everything we do works um, if I don't know the answer, which is unusual, because um, um, uh, I've been doing this for 20 years, I just won't give the advice. But everything I give advice on, we have done tried and true thousands, if not 10,000s of times, um, working with over 10,000 dogs, 300 seminars around the world. So let's get right into it, Joelle. Let's get right into the question. All right. Let's see. Denise says, good evening. Hey, Denise. Hey, Denise. Constance, good evening, JJ. Ooh la la, Joel, your hair looks amazing. Oh, it does. You. It looks so good. It nice. looks so good, Joel. Ever since I you got washed my hair. Ever since you got back from even during Greece. Ever since Greece. Actually, no, all of Greece it looked really good. Before Greece, oh, you were I took my extensions out. <laughs> yeah, before Greece, you were really, really worried about it. You're really worried yeah. about it, but it's like I think it's looked better I now. I've already grown a lot since yeah. I took the extensions out. So looks very healthy. We're on the right track. Good. Um, Abdil says, Hey, hey, Abdil, yeah, you're well. Uh, Togo Logan says, Where do the questions need to be posted? Just type them in the chat, right in the chat. So, if you're on wherever you are, write them in the chat, just just type yeah. into the chat. There's a chat box. Allison said, Hey, hello, JJ. I can hear Joelle a little echoey, but great. 
Okay. Yeah. Yeah, she's going to be yeah, she, again. She's not live next to me. Normally, she's in the same room as me, but she's in Rhode Island and I'm in Florida. So we wanted to make sure that Instagram. Cool you can't tell. When's the last time you guys saw me in a sweatshirt? Right, I know. It's been a long time. It's cold. It's literally cold and gray. Yeah. But tomorrow, my brother's taking me riding on his quad, so I'm happy about that at least. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, I love Jay. All right, let's see. Training pause says best trainer out there. Thank you. Oh, that's nice. There are a lot of really good dog trainers all around the world, though, just to let everybody know. If you're going to a trainer now and you're not getting spectacular results, even in the first session, you probably want to switch trainers. I mean, yeah. yes, training can take time. Yes, it is hard work. But if you go to a trainer and you have got bad behaviors, you should get spectacular results in the first one or two sessions. If not, it's probably not the right trainer for you. Yeah. Um, oh, Rumble. We got some Rumble people. Fat Bay says, hi, loving the puppy course. Awesome. awesome. Yeah. Puppy course is great. And that's available again on Solid Canine Academy, Solid Canine Academy. And we're actually going to be doing an, um, another puppy course, possibly live um, as well. I have to talk to you about that, Joelle. Yeah, maybe like some intro to e-collar for puppies because we don't yes. really cover e-collar with the puppy course we're just like hey go right into green to graduate but there is like a little intermediate depending on the age of the dog there's like this little period in between where like you're still a puppy you're not quite a dog yet like what do i do i think we're thinking about doing a course yeah we'll focus a lot of it on obviously on obedience with that one all right let's see um, training pause, like keeping it real, no bullshit. Nope, no bullshit at no. all. I don't sugarcoat anything. Uh, Fat Bay on Rumble. What if my puppy lays in the crate when I say break? So that, that happens a lot. So if you treat, just remember, um, Fat Bay, if you treat break as a command, which it is, it is a release word. I mean, people use free, people use okay. We tell people not to use okay because that's your normal, um, speech and a dog can break command when you just say oh i'm i'm bringing i'll be over in 10 minutes okay dog breaks command so uh leash on the dog and what we do is at the very beginning of obedience training we use all reward based in food so what you do is when you say break and the dog comes towards you you give the dog a reward so all your food rewards can be on actually break which is the end of the actual command so you can do that. And then you get a dog that's more excited to um, to do the break. But, you know, a lot of people say, well, maybe my dog is tired. I'm like, maybe, but I doubt it. I doubt it. Next. Um, let's see. Drez22, my dog listens to my husband, but not me. I think she feels I'm just the one to play with. Yeah, I mean, you, there, there are absolutely in, in a lot of two adult households, I mean, there are many dogs who only listen to the kids, don't listen to the adults at all. And the reason is, is why doesn't your dog take you seriously in a way that it would listen to you? So we love doing play. Like, I think I took the dog swimming six times today. Um, when it's not 100 degrees down in Florida, they do chuck it, they go biking, um, but right now in this in, in Florida, as most people know, pretty much you you stick to water sports. Um, 
and then late at night you can maybe go for a walk um, and early in the morning. So, but it, it, you can be, have fun with your dog, but I would also focus on the obedience as well. So your dog looks at you as um, that figure as well. It's like, oh, we have fun, but I still have to listen. Next. Um, let's see. Allison recommended the resource guarding course to a client, but they would rather have me do it for them. But I don't have time right now. And she would learn best with the course. Suggestions? Yeah, I mean, so you absolutely, let's say you did have time and you did it, the owners still need to do it because the dog will believe you. See, when it comes to resource guarding, it's one of those association things. The dog would go, well, I believe you, trainer, um, but I don't believe my owners. And it's really important because resource guarding, somebody can get bit, somebody can be hospitalized, um, a child can get a good, a good solid face bite. Um, a dog can end up being killed. So they need to do it. It's their dog. They need to do it. And, you know, if they don't want to do it, I would, you know, reverse engineer that and ask why. Why, why wouldn't you want to stop your dog from guarding? Your dog could end up dead. I mean, dogs end up dead for resource guarding. If your dog ends up in a shelter and a resource guards, it usually goes on death row. Um, and then also, if you don't stop it, you reinforce it. You reinforce it. So I would just tell the owners, here's a course. It's step-by-step. Step. It shows you exactly how to do it. I personally have a 100% success rate um, with resource guarding. And the course shows how I do it. Next. See, Fat Bay says, I want to train leash manners outside. He's really distracted by every leaf and stick, wants to eat them. With every what? Leaf and stick. Yeah. So, so if it's a puppy, you could. So, how do you get a dog to stop eating stuff off the ground? You have to correct it. So, you don't redirect it with food. You don't give it something better to eat. You stop it from eating stuff off the ground. So, there is a lot of training philosophies out there that say, give it something better, redirect the dog. It's like, I don't want to redirect my dog. I want to be able to go for a walk with my dog and it not eat stuff. So what do you do? An upward leash pop. No, an upward leash pop. So upward because the dog's head is down. Then when you train your dog a formal heel, and we don't do competition, we are pet dog trainers, the dog's head should not be on the ground. So no sniffing, no marking, no turning right, no turning left, no crossing in front of you, no lagging behind, um, no eating stuff off the ground. Now, we do a lot of off-leash training, and the dog has a ton of freedom. But there's another thing where your dog can eat the wrong thing off the ground. It gets impacted. Now you've got to go in for surgery. So, next. Let's see. Training pause. How do you deal with clients who send their dogs for boarding training, but they don't want to use training tools at home? We don't take those clients. Yeah, that's a non-client. We don't take those clients. I mean, they're entitled to do ever whatever they want, but they won't be a client of ours. That would be a prerequisite. So you'd have to, again, ask them, so why don't you want to be successful? Now, that's not to say you can't be successful without tools, especially at home. You can be very successful. You know, you should be successful without tools at home. But there's a lot of variables. Right now, when the dog 
goes to you, wherever you're training, whether it's a boarded trainer or a one-on-one, the dog's going to go, oh, this is where I listen because my trainer, my, my trainer can reinforce this. But at home, my owners can't reinforce this. Therefore, why would I listen? So, but I would ask them, why wouldn't you want your dog to be successful? Why don't you want your dog to be successful? Next. Um, Fat Bay says, yes, I mark and reward breaking. I need to put the leash on in the crate and not break the leash. No, no, no. The leash is on the dog. During, during all basic obedience until your dog is actually off leash underneath voice control, you should have a leash on the dog. So you, what you'll do is you'll say, break, give a little bit of leash pressure to get the dog moving and back up slowly with your hand down and the dog gets the food reward. So it's break, leash pressure, and then eventually you don't have to use leash pressure anymore. It happens, that actually happens very quickly. And you can start it with um, like the place command or a downstay, breaking from the place command or a downstay, make sure the dog is really proficient at that, then move it to the crate and just do, you do rep after rep after rep, you know, you 20, 30 reps at a time. Next. Let's see. Um, oh, I asked on YouTube. I'm like, where are you guys at YouTube? Cause like no one was asking questions. Denise says, I'm from Jacksonville, Florida. Oh, look at that. You're local to us. So you're local for us. So, so Denise, we also do boarding trains just to let you know, but we get dogs from everywhere. We have another dog coming in from California, um, uh, at uh, the end of September. So we get dogs transported to us from everywhere. We have an actual board and train. So not only do we have incredible courses, but we do phone consults. I do a lot of one-on-one phone consults. I can fully train your dog, actually. Stop all unwanted behaviors with, with, uh, uh, not phone consults, but through video video consult to something similar to Zoom. But also we do board and train. And we have small scale, four to five dogs at a time. It's It's a VIP board and train. We do tons of excursions, lots of public access. We, we fully off-leash train your dog as well as stop unwanted behaviors. Dogs learn how to swim. I mean, they have a lot They have a lot of fun with us. Next. Oh, Tammy's from Cocoa Beach. I love Cocoa Beach. Yeah. So for all my, all my, all my Florida people, jump on, over, jump on over to our website. It's solidcaninetraining.com, solidcaninetraining.com. And um, you can fill out a contact form. I'll give you a call, and we'll talk about a boarding train. We're always looking for dogs to do courses with, too. So depending on your dog's behavior, like we're thinking about doing like a home visit type course where we come to your house, train your dog. So any yeah. local Florida people. Yeah. Um, Sharon's is Michigan, just east of Lansing. Okay. Nice. I'm originally from Ohio. I spent, uh, we used to do field trips up to Michigan back when uh, Ford was around. Sort of dating myself there. Yeah. Snuggle buns. Hey, everyone. Took my Papillon to the hardware store today. She wasn't scared at all of the Halloween animatronics. Had her do several commands near it while it was singing, and she was unfazed. We also did some recalls from a distance in the stores. Awesome. Proud of you, Snuggle buns. Snuggle buns, you're making a lot of progress with that Papillon. Yeah, you are. Good for you. Billy Judd. Hey, guys. Long time no see. Hey, Billy. Hey, Billy. How are you? Oh, Vader's doing good. I love him. Yeah, Vader is the one that was featured in our nervous or fearful dog course. He made tremendous progress. Mal and Blue, my dog actually looks up at me before dodging through the door. Since your advice, thank you. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, it's really, really great to um, 
see folks that only utilize our free resources um, uh, and make progress with their dogs. I mean, I really like that a lot. I mean, I love when people buy courses because that's how we make an actual living. Um, we pay for electricity to keep the lights and the internet going here. Um, and, you know, food on the table. I mean, that is how we make a living. Um, so, but I love, you know, we do so much free, so much free content. Um, and I really love it when people make progress with our, with our free content. So super proud of you. And then also, obviously you're putting in, you're putting in the work. Whenever, whenever an owner has success on their own, that means that they're putting in the work. Next. Uh, Toga Logan, obedience is on point, but mentally is totally elsewhere. Yeah. So is, is it elsewhere in a high arousal or just distracted or just not tuned in? Yeah, it just sounds like it's checked out. So what you can do is you can do speed work with your dog, do some speed work with your dog. Like um, we call in drive, we do driveway drills outside where you're walking, you know, every five feet, you know, do a down, make a quick right turn, make a quick left turn. Um, go from a sit to a down, do some recalls, boom, 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 boom. Um, just keep your dog, keep your dog sharp. Keep your dog sharp. Next. Let's see. Um, judo bunks, hello from rainy Salem, Massachusetts. Ah, Massachusetts yeah. right now, two judo bunks. And the gray is old. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like New England has not had much of a summer. No, it's bad. Yeah. Um, let's see. But I'm still, I'm proud of myself because I'm still going outside and doing my laps around the neighborhood. Oh, good. Good for you. Does anybody have a bike there? Jill does. Yeah. We're going to ride bikes in New Hampshire this weekend. That's nice. Let's see. Kim, I had a trainer who was all about redirecting my reactive dog using treats. Yep. The only thing it did was make me dizzy. LOL, true story. Yeah. So redirecting is the um, go-to protocol for so many trainers. And if you don't know what redirecting is, imagine you have a leash reactive dog and you're walking down the street and your dog sees another dog. You bend down with food in your hand to get your dog's attention and get your dog to sort of go to the food instead of reacting. Now, redirecting does not stop an unwanted behavior. You'll be told it does, but it doesn't. All it does is teach your dog to just, if it's going to react to look at the food. The whole goal is that the dog starts self-correcting with no rewards whatsoever. And we have a couple of leash reactive courses and we have a leash reactive live, un, uh, unedited coming up. It's on September uh, 5th, it starts, and it's called Chaos to Calm. And that is going to be totally unedited, five days live, um, about 90 minutes to two hours each day. And it's going to be pretty incredible. And you can go to Solid Canine Academy for that. I'll post the link, too. Right, it's right on the homepage, though. As soon as you go there, it's like right at the top of the banner. Right at the top, yep. Yeah. FDL raised his hand for puppy classes. Okay. That's good to know. Um, on Rumble, Fat Bang said, thank you guys so much. Be back next week with more questions. I don't have many because the puppy course is that good. Good. Awesome. Good. good. It is a good course. I'm proud of it. Yeah. Um, Billy said, so just a little update. Vader has become king of the yard. 
I have to wash them both when they're outside. I just can't let, I can't just let the dogs out because Vader has pushed George in the pool twice. Oh boy. Jeez. Oh, a huge size difference between them. But yeah, I'm sure loving having a yard. Yes. That was it, Billy. That was the, that was, that was the magic right there. All the training that you're doing, you know, the boarding training that we did, the training that you're doing, moving to out of your condo into a house with a yard. Looks like it looks like we're getting that dog that we wanted. So that's really great. Mom Blue, oh wow, break reward now means more. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whenever anybody's struggling with any like technical stuff, like we're real we're really good at, at reverse engineering things and making it work. We're really good at that. We've just done it. We've just done it so many, so many times. We've just done it so many times. Allison said, yes, okay, I told her it doesn't matter if her dog listens to me because she is the one struggling. Yeah. Put in the work. I can't do it for her. Yeah, I mean, this is the thing. As a trainer, of course, you should get good results. But that's not the job. The job is for the owner to get the good results. So the owner has to do the work as well. Now, you can do a boarding train. She can do a boarding train. Where I don't know if you offer them, but for instance, a dog can do a boarding train because you can do all the laborious reps and then the owner can do the upkeep, but the owner still has to work the dog. Next. Holy strong. Have you noticed dogs that don't react to anything but react to people? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you mean just do you mean as far as any other environmental? Absolutely, bully strong. Yeah. Yeah. There's absolutely dogs that are solid around cats they don't even chase squirrels wildlife deer they don't care um they're not they're not phased by you know balls bouncing or scooters or 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 other dogs walking by even reactive dogs walking by but people by themselves yes definitely definitely post the link to um chaos to control all right september 5th guys if you haven't gotten in for pre-sale pricing yet it because it's yeah. not 147 forever it's 147 and then you'll see when you get it if you scroll down you get offered three other courses for half price i mean you can really really um save a lot of money um by uh, 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 uh when you buy one course and then you can buy you know but you make sort of like create your own bundle Billy said, does Rumble have a character limit? Seems like when I write a big post, it cuts it off. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it does. Yeah, yeah most places do. Um, deal. I've been loving your board and training. Insta reels, learning lots. Good, um, good. Oh. We're, filming, we're filming some more tomorrow, Courtney and I. Abdiel said, I'm in Washington. Oh, God, so it's probably miserable there, too. Gray. They get a lot of gray there, right? Yeah. Um... Toga Logan, so when you said until your dog is under voice control, it should be on a leash, are you saying during specific training times or all the time when out of the crate? Technically all the time. I mean, theoretically, you're training all the time. I mean, when you want to, when, when, when we're training, so say a dog comes to us for boarding train. So say a dog came to us for boarding train. It would immediately start working. A leash would go on it and we'd start working the dog. And then it would get kenneled up when we're not working until it knows duration work, which is like within a week, it'll know it can hold the, at least a one to two hour downstay or a one to two hour place command within a week. And the thing is, if your dog does not have a leash on, and let's say it's a nervous, fearful dog and it flees. Well, now how do you get your dog back? I don't want you grabbing the collar. 
Grabbing your dog's collar to move it from point A to point B is a great way to get bit. It's not training. So let's say your dog did flee. You could pick up the leash and then like call your dog to you or just be like, let's go. And then it follows you. But when you don't have a leash on your dog, you can't do that. You can't do that. So yes, keep a leash on, keep a leash on your dog. Leash drags are extremely popular inside and outside the house. It's this great training tool inside the house and outside the house, both a training tool and a safety protocol. Next. Ren, have you ever seen a bonker not work for leash activity? How to use e-collar to stop it very high with proper timing for flying dogs several times the first day? Um, maybe once or twice, but very, very um, rarely. But keep in mind, we've seen dogs blow through the highest level of a remote collar for many behaviors that you were trying to stop, but a squirt bottle stopped it. But if the e-collar works, then great. Then don't use the bonker. Yeah. Yeah, so it makes more sense to use the e-collar. We switch over to the e-collar anyway. We switch over. Because you're always, always be, right before you give a correction, always say no. No is your marker word. Then you're pausing, which is your latency period. And then you're applying your punisher. And, and by the way, I use the word punisher. Punisher is not abuse. Punisher is actually the real term that was the opposite of reward. It's not mean to do. You don't ruin the relationship with the dog. And if you really think about it, how could you not educate your dog on what not to do? What not to do? I can't imagine living a life where even us as humans, we only were the we only learned the correct things and we were never told what the wrong things were. Next. Let's see. Um... This is like so small, it's like killing my eyes. Hold on. Um, Lewis, would a prong collar or slip leash be good for a fearful dog who constantly pulls? Just found your channel, very informative. A prong collar. So what a, a slip lead will actually make it worse. Because what a slip lead is gonna do, a, just remember a slip lead is a noose. It's a noose. It will choke your dog. When you have a fearful dog, they wanna flee. When the dog flees, it feels on a slip lead, it will feel leash pressure on its neck. When it feels leash pressure on its neck, something called opposition reflex kicks in and it makes it want to pull harder. As barbaric as a prong collar looks, you cannot choke your dog. You cannot hurt your dog. Um, in 20 years, I've just never seen it. And I've worked with 10,000 plus dogs and I've had to give some very firm corrections with them. And it's not hurting the dog. And there's this, you know, there's this constant cut and paste response that says the only reason why the dog is listening is because it's in pain. And my response to that is, I mean, I can train a dog with a slip lead. I can train a dog with, with food. So if I just use a clicker in food, now what are you going to say? The dog is only listening because of what? No, Dogs listen because they have prong collars on, but with the prong collar, which is just a tool, because dogs pull through prong collars, you still have to understand the training philosophy. You still have to understand how to train. A great example is we're coming up with a trick training course that we launched sometime in September or October. Um, and, uh, and it's all with clicker and food. Well, I know how to use a clicker and I know how to food train a dog. 
if you put food in my hand or in my pouch and a clicker in my hand and my timing is good, but I don't know how to trick train. I don't know how to train trick trains. That's not what I do. My specialty is stopping unwanted behaviors, but I also know how to fully off-leash train a dog. Um, but I don't know how to trick train. I don't know how to do agility. I don't know how to do bite work. I don't know how to do scent work. So you still have to know the modality of what to do with these tools. So we have great videos on that um, that show you actually how to use the tools properly, both free on YouTube and in almost every one of our courses. Next. Let's see. Also, um, Lewis, if you're new to our world, check out our Green to Graduate program. I'll post the link. It's like the best place to start. Yeah. If you're wondering how to train your dog, like not just a walk, but all of these. Yeah. yeah. So green to graduate, it's 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 it is what it sounds like. We take a totally green dog, I mean totally untrained dog. The dog we use for this didn't even know its name. Um, and in eleven days, we fully off-leash train this dog around high levels of distraction. We actually worked this dog in the woods on 180 acres and it was in drive. It would be running down the trail and we can recall that back. The dog knew three hour downstays, three hour place commands. It could, it, it walked perfectly on a leash. Um, we can call it off of um, other dogs that it was playing with. And we did it in 11 days, big deal, we're dog trainers. But if you really stick to it, in four weeks, you can have a fully off-leash trained dog. Four yeah. weeks. Four weeks. Yep. Just follow the course step by step. If you see the finished products, dogs that we're putting out, right? You see them go home from board and train. Green Graduate is our whole system. Yeah. Put into a course for you. And there's, there's troubleshooting. You know, that's why we offer one-on-one -on -one consults. There is some troubleshooting. And some dogs are more fearful. Some dogs are nervous. Some dogs are not on the normal learning curve. Um, but... The, the, the methodology is sort of the same. Nice. Yeah. Moan Blue, Long Island, New York. Hey. Nice. Um, I, used to, I used to have lots of clients in the Hamptons. Lots of clients in the Hamptons. I also had a client on Long Island, but this is right by the city. A famous rapper turned television star who grew up there and um, I trained his brand new puppy. Um, but I also did a lot of, a lot of my New York city clients had homes in the Hamptons. And I did a lot of, I did a lot of Hampton dogs. Okay. Let's see. Togo Logan said, I will start though. It seems that it ramps him up more. What's that? I think the last thing he said was, should I always have a leash on? So the leash ramps him up more? If you, what's that? When training. Well, if you're using, okay, so what you'll notice when you watch our videos, we, people are like, why aren't you being more excited with your training? Why aren't you getting all excited? Why are your goods sound like good? Why aren't you doing like, good job? On recall, we do actually. On recall, we actually um, raise our voices up a little bit in a more excited tone, as you should. Your dog's running back to you. Um, but a lot of our training, we use just neutral good. That's a marker. 
Also, a lot of times food gets the dog too excited. So sometimes food can hurt the training, not help the training, as crazy as that sounds. So, but if your dog is overly aroused, you can, act, even though it's in the beginning stages of training, you can stop the arousal and you do that with either a bonker, a firm leash pop. And you're pretty much, it's pretty much imagine kids in a classroom just talking when the teacher's trying to talk, being on top of their desks, um, not, not, you know, um, they're all messing about and you're like, class, cut the shit. This is class. Class started. Everybody, eyes forward, mouths closed. We're learning. So it's the same type of thing. Next. Let's see. Bully strong. Oh, have you noticed dogs who don't react to anything but react to people in the pool? I've noticed some well-behaved dogs reacting only to people in pools. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So what do you do? You, we, 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 then we call that a crack in the training. So we attack it. We put the dog in a downstay or a place right by the pool. And if the dog is reacting, we correct the reaction. If the dog wants to run around the pool and bark, which a lot of them do, we, we would stop that. So you can, you can stop that behavior and then also teach the dog to first you can stop the unwanted behavior and then you can teach the dog what you want it to do. So what a lot of people do is they're avoiding step one, which is stopping the unwanted behavior. And then all they're doing is teaching the dog what to do. We do both. We do both. It's like, this is what you're not supposed to do, but this is what you are supposed to do. And I think that's a very fair um, um, messaging to the dog. Constance, trying to make a video today. Constance, your email made my day today, by the way. Very sweet, and you're killing it. Um, tried to make a video today of one of the Frenchies doing place on a pallet. It did not go smooth like any of our videos, but I didn't give up, and he got on the fourth try. Confidence building for both dog and owner today. Awesome, yeah. I mean, the fourth try. I mean, we have dogs that like there's like 20 tries. Yeah. yeah. The fourth try is is not is, is nothing. I mean, keep in mind. I mean, I mean, this is the thing. Angelo, he's my 10 year old son. We we decided that um, I mentioned to him, would you like to try Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu? Today was his second class, his second class ever. And he took it today and I'm out there watching and I'm seeing him, you know, not with a lot of confidence. Um, he doesn't have a lot of strength. And we talked about this stuff. I'm not talking behind his back, you know. Um, Joel, I actually have to talk to you about a strength, uh, strengthening program for him, okay? With probably the bands to start or something. Um, he not a lot of strength. He was a little bit hesitant with the moves, but I'm saying to myself, when he took karate back in Rhode Island, within three months, he was doing extremely well. Yeah. And I'm thinking the same thing with, um, with uh, jujitsu is it's like, this all, this all, this is just the beginning stages. He's just like, he's just trying to figure out, like, he doesn't even know, you know, the moves yet. He doesn't even know the moves yet. So he's, he'll learn next. Brogan uh, O'Mara from Vermont found another issue with our new pup. I cannot get her to sit. When she halts on the leash, she lays on her belly. Yeah, a lot of dogs will do that. I mean, we're not competition dog trainers. So if, I, if I'm walking my dog and I come to a stop and it lies down, and if I didn't tell it to sit, I'm actually okay with that. I'm actually okay with that. Um, but if you tell the dog to sit and it lies down, you've got to gently pull the dog up, gently pull the dog up. What you can do is you can 
we have a vi we have videos on how to teach us how to teach a sit. You can do a a day of just sitting. Like don't do any down training that day. Only do sit training. Only do sit training. Next. Denise said, I binge watched your videos. I've learned so much. Everything is so easy to follow and understand. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. And we do that on purpose on, on, on purpose. A lot of people are like, geez, Jeff, you talk so simple and plain. And I'm like, yep, I sure do. So I don't sugarcoat things. I make things simple. I've got reasonable analogies that I that I think make pretty much sense. Um, and I try to explain things simple, like I would learn. I would learn. I did not do very well in school at all. Um, and uh, it's not because I was not smart. It's because the teaching style did not was not compatible with my learning style. So I try to make things pretty simple for folks because, believe it or not, dog training actually is simple. It really is. It really is. And I think a lot of trainers want to sound super smart and make things complicated, but owners don't want that. Owners want simple. They want results and they want simple. And it's not because they're lazy. They'll do the work. But they if it's too complicated, like they're not going to do it. Like there's there's a bunch of like people that are like, if you go to a behaviorist, which people know that I'm very outspoken against going to a behaviorist, they'll give you like a BAT protocol. And I remember back in Rhode Island, one of my clients who is an actual scientist, she's like, like, I know how to read, like, large documents. And she's like, I couldn't even follow this protocol because it's a, it's a huge protocol. And I'm like, Jeff, you literally did what they suggest to do in six months, and you did it in two sessions. I'm like, I know. It's because I made it simple. I made it simple. Next. Abdil, how'd you come up with a bonker? My father used to use a newspaper on our dogs when I was a kid. I always thought that was nuts, but realized today how much it can help. Well, actually, Chonkla's been around forever. Talk to any Hispanic family. So um, uh, uh, people have, I learned how to use a bonker from Gary Wilkes. So from Gary Wilkes, I learned how to use a bonker, but dogs don't like projectiles, but a soft cotton towel is way better than a newspaper. Um, number one, you can throw it it has more effect on the dog as, as well. But, I mean, Jay, come say hi. Okay. Anyone, this is my favorite brother, Jason. Anyone, all American brothers. Yeah. yeah. Say hi to everyone. You guys oh never get to see my siblings right there. Hey, 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 Jason, how are you? He's the favorite. What's going on, Jeff? Just working, man. Just holding down the fort over here. That's yeah. good. Someone has to. Yeah. yeah. Like, I got to, you know, Joel gave me a list of freaking shit to get done uh, before, you know, I want, I want all this stuff done by the time I get back. And meanwhile, I'm, 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 I'm trying to work still. So you got a honey do list. Exactly. I got a honey do list. Yeah. 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 I got it all the time. Yeah, I'm sure you do. Speaking but, of that, he has one <laughs> to make sure uh, the quads gas up. Yeah. Ready right. to go. Right. <laughs> See you all later. Take care, Jim. I love you. See you uh, tomorrow. Call me in the morning. Okay. All right. Sorry, guys. I never see my family. <laughs> um, Joel has nine siblings. There's eight siblings. Nine, nine siblings. siblings. Oh, no, eight. I'm eight. the ninth. Right. Another nephew on the way. He'll be here in four weeks. Yep. I think he's number 12 at this point. Nephew number 12, yep. 
All right, let's see. Did you answer your question or did I cut you off? Because Jay came in. Which question was it? I don't know. <laughs> Sorry. Well, the answer is yes, then. Okay. Um, where are we? I know Billy had something. Okay, two dogs and a dude. That's Billy, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that is. So I found a dog park. It's a very large park that I've been going to daily at like 6.30 in the morning. And they're the same four dogs that show up every day. They all chase Vader for like 20 minutes. And by the way, I do enjoy showing off. When there's several dogs chasing Vader, I can call him and his recall is on point. But that's nice. put in hundreds of hours. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Good for you. Good for you, Billy. Billy, I'm really, you know, we're really happy for you, buddy. Yeah, it's awesome. We're, we're really happy for you. We really, really are. Kim said, oh, I love you, Vader. Constance said, Vader was such a cool dog. <laughs> Vader has a fan club. He does. Poor George, because they have videos of how to teach a dog to swim. I'm trying with our Frenchie. Some are into it, some not so much. Yeah. Well, with the French, I've got videos um, online. You uh, it in the pool? Yeah. You did? Did she swim? I'm pretty sure. I think Prada's got a little life jacket. Oh. I think so. Unless that's cowboys. That might be cowboys. I saw a little life jacket of Courtney's. Yeah. I see. Yeah, Constance, if you have a life jacket for the Frenchies, when your husband comes down on Sunday, send him with one, please. Um, Avi, hi all. Sorry I'm late. Hey, Avi. It's all hey, good. Abby, where are you? Let's see. We have someone from Portugal here. Nice. nice. Uh, Rose Watson coaching. Hey, love you both. We just rescued a three-year-old hound Roddy mix. Unsocialized for sure. The course you recommend sounds perfect. Wondering if it's okay to go into e-collar. Never experienced before for cat exposure as we have three, keeping him away from them. is getting yes. wild. He's overly interested and chases them. So, hey, Rose, haven't, I haven't heard from you forever. So it's good good to hear from you. We, we used to see them up in uh, Rhode Island in our seminars. Um, what, uh, a lot of people don't have this philosophy, but when you first get a dog, you don't need, it doesn't need to decompress. You can immediately start training it. And even before you train in obedience, you can stop unwanted behaviors. It doesn't need to be trained, but you can stop things. So we deal with a lot of dogs that say, jump on us. They'll, they'll guard their food bowl. They'll bite us. All that stuff can be stopped before you even taught them sit. Next. Oh, Toga Logan said the speed drills will ramp his dog up more. Their dog up more. Oh, 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 got it. So then do more duration work. There you go. So we're gonna do the opposite. We're yeah, more yeah, probably more duration. Yeah, yeah. A lot of double down, get the head down. Yep. All asleep. Yep. Um and and do duration with eventually high level distractions around it, going on around it. Yeah. So that's when you get um a really a dog to learn how to really have better impulse control. Um, Rose Watson coaching said, I have him on prong and hear what? Can you hear? It's not too loud. No, you guys are fine. <laughs> Sorry, everyone's at Jill's house tonight. She's entertaining. Um, Rose watching coaching said, We have him on prong and kennel trained, minimal use of bonker due to distrust and sensitivity. So, progress is that a question? Progress, mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, you can do you do all your leadership skills, so do spatial pressure thresholds, kennel drills, then I would, for your first obedience command, I would do the place command. 
um, and start working on duration work, start getting it exposed to as many indoor environmentals as possible, and then start working on your basics in your yard and work on exterior environmentals. And um, just definitely you could stop the cat chasing. Let's see. Annie, on oh no, snuggle buns, trained my papillon to be off leash in about a month and a half with Greeny Graduate. Awesome. The leash drag, but I've never used it. Good. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. Little dogs are, we've got two miniature schnauzers coming in. They're featured in our Chaos to Control um, uh, trailer. <laughs> And um, they are out of control. Well, just think about that, though. A month, so six weeks, okay? And how many of you have been to six-week training classes where your dog can barely hold a down stay by the end of it? Or walk on a leash. Snuggle or, or this... trained her dog yeah. in six weeks. Yeah. And, when we, and the off-leash training to us is your dog's in an open field and it's racing around with other dogs racing with it. And you can just say here, and the dog stops, turns, and runs happily to you. And the ability yeah. to just take your dog anywhere. Like, Snuggleons takes her dog to public access all the time. Cafes, yes. Home Depot, store. Like, that is our standard. That's our, our minimum baseline yeah. of obedience. Our minimum standard is the same training that a service dog has with its public access. Yeah. Meaning you can take it everywhere. And let's say it's aggressive muzzle it up but an aggressive dog can go to an outdoor cafe and hold the three-hour downstay while you're eating a meal a one-hour downstay while you're you know meeting a friend for coffee or working on your computer um but and a lot of people will be like well why don't you just leave the dog at home and i'm like well you can but i think it all depends on your lifestyle some people actually don't want to take their dogs places i respect that but there's a lot of people out there that got a dog to take them places because they want to get them exposed. They want to go hiking. They want to go back backpacking. They want to take them on the boats. They want to take them um, uh, to the park. They want to take them, you know, everywhere. And when you have a well-trained dog, um, mm -hmm. you can do all those things. Next. Um, let's see. Familia Animal Pass said, give a hug for Tatui Brazil. Okay, we love you, Brazil. Hey, Brazil. Rose Watson coaching said, Oh my God, we love that Angelo is doing BJJ. So great. Yeah. And he's doing that. He's doing that. And he just um, started doing, he's been self teaching himself chess. And now he goes to a chess club uh, once a week. And we're looking for another place because he's homeschooled. So he's got a pretty flexible schedule. Um, so now we're looking for something during the week um, for him to play chess as well. So yeah, he loves chess. Loves it, loves it, loves it. Said BJJ fan here. It's like a human chess game. Very little to do with strength, yet everything to do with skill. It's, it's actually extremely like chess. Extremely like chess, yes. Let's see. Annie, I'm staying with a four-month-old Golden for the week. She gets overstimulated at times, gets super mouthy. The only way to get her to stop is to leave her alone. How would you stop this hellion that is so small? We, we, we would actually set it up. We yeah. would actually make the dog get over aroused and bite on us. Then we would use a bonker, which is a, just a wrapped up cotton towel. That's all it is. If you're brand new to my world, uh, you know, a bonker, all it is is a wrapped up towel. And you would say no. And you literally, you, if, it's, if it's nibbling on you, you don't even have to release it. No. 
and you just hit the dog on the top of the head. A lot of people are like, oh my God, you're hitting the dog. I'm like, no, I'm stopping an unwanted behavior and I'm teaching my dog the power of no. I really, dogs really need to understand no. And it's not abusive. The dog won't be afraid of your hand. You won't ruin the relationship. I mean, a great way to ruin a relationship with the dog is to not stop it from biting on you. From not stopping from barking at the window. You know, that's a, that's a, you know, having a dog say bark in your house out the front window, you know, and everything that goes by, that's not, that's not a life that, you know, that I want to lead. You know, if somebody wants that, their dog barks at everything that goes by, more power to you. More power to you if that's your choice. Next. Um, let's see. Rogan said, thank you. You're welcome. Deal said, get it done. Your honey do list. That's right. Um, Raina, what's your training method for working with what? Did I tell you that the, the sauna works now? Oh, it does? Yeah. Oh my God. I can't wait. I'm going straight into it Sunday when I get home. But I got to, I got to, I just have to replace they used a 14 gauge cord on it and I got to replace it with a 12 or a 10 gauge cord because the cord heats up a little bit oh. and it's such a strong power draw though. When I plug it in, you know, the outdoor fans, they like dramatically just, you can hear them slowing down. So nice. I'm going to get a bigger cord for it. And then one of the, um, the sauna elements is not working, but five of them are. And um, outside, it'll feel like a sauna. So, no, 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 this goes. We'll put this up to 185. Oh my god, oh yeah, 185. And then, um, and I'm gonna stay, I'm staining it this week too, clear coating it. Yep, great, thanks. Yep, Reno, what's your training method for working with dogs that have severe anxiety outside of the house? Adult dog, ball and poo drive, dog is social, just always stressed. Yeah, so uh, the, the we have a fearful dog course that is extremely, extremely well-suited for you. Uh, Vader, who was just on this. So Vader was, Vader is a Corso, 120-pound Corso, still, still a puppy. When we, I mean, he wasn't a young puppy, but he was still not a fully grown adult. And his flight mode was so powerful. He would run and flee from every environmental where most Corsos run towards things. He ran away from things. So believe it or not, we do our standard training protocol like in Green to Graduate, an e-collar, which freaks people out that like an e-collar, which, so you're going to shock my fearful dog. Okay. But an e-collar overrides when you know how to use it and we teach you how to use it. It overrides the flight response and it actually gives the dog confidence and it gets the dog over it. So we actually do a lot of baseline obedience first. Then we do a lot of exposure, which is similar to cognitive behavioral therapy, CBT. And um, we get dramatic results with anxious, fearful dogs. We get dogs that are afraid of everything, like name it, every sound every sound they'll pull you off your feet um and we get dogs to be awfully trained and be able to take them everywhere they're extremely fearful but we always start with our basic dog training basic dog training and a lot of these dogs um fearful dogs don't have any food drive so if you've got a dog with food drive 
when he's nervous, it's actually not that nervous. So I would just put him right into the Green to Graduate program, start right with, start right with that, and then we troubleshoot from there. Um, let's see. Avi says, I love Vader. Kim says, we love Vader. Smuggle says, add me to the Vader fan club. <laughs> Brittany says, me too. Love Vader. <laughs> My sister is obsessed with Vader too. Yeah. Everyone loves Vader. Yeah. We, should make a, we should make a road trip out there. Or bring him to see us again, Billy. What the heck? All right, let's see. Uh, Billy said, I'm trying to get Vader to chase the ball into the pool. George's feet are too small. He doesn't have enough water displacement to keep himself afloat. Yeah, yeah he does. Put a, well, put, just put a, put a, well, first of all, has George lost any weight, Billy? I knew you were going to say that. Don't fat shame George. I'm not fat shaming George. I want George to live to the, to the end of his You guys want to see a chunky Frenchie, though. You should see my sister's Frenchie sky. He is Oh, so yeah. I'm, just, I'm, I'm big on dogs being physically fit because dogs have so many health problems these days. They're getting cancer at a very early age. Um, most people are feeding junk, junk, you know, kibble to their dogs and they're feeding too much of it. We have a 68% obesity problem in dogs right now, I believe. And I'm just really, really big on having a fit dog. That's all. I just want them to live as long as possible. Next. Mm. Brett says, joining late. Hello, all. Hey, Brett. Hey, Brett. Cher Bear says, hi. Hello, Hello. Constance, I did six weeks training with a chain store years ago. Didn't learn a damn thing. An unreliable sit, a halfway decent leave it, and paw. Whoop-de-doo. Yeah. That's like a trick. Like, that has no purpose in the real world. Yeah. So that's not real dog training. So real <laughs> dog training for uh, real dog training for us is a fully off-leash trained dog under high levels of distraction. That's our baseline. Doing a doing a downstay for two, three, four hours. And people are like, that long? I'm like, well, that's not that long. I mean, why can't a dog you know, if you go out for dinner, say for two hours. Why can't your dog be lying at your feet, not moving for all two hours? No matter, no matter what goes by you. That's not that difficult to do. It's not too much to ask of a dog either. Um, Annie said, I took Green to graduate two with you guys. Bonker, she shall receive. Wasn't sure if she was ready for a prong. Thank you. Yeah, 16 weeks. She can go oh, yeah, definitely 16 weeks, yeah. Um, Snuggle Bonds, first thing they did in chain store training was sell me one of their Easy walk, no pull harnesses. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, a lot of big box stores are geared around. They, this is what they do. They treat dog training as a, something called a loss leader. If anybody's familiar with retail, it's called a loss leader. So what they do is they don't expect, because I know many people that have done it and they've actually been told, the trainers have been told, like, you're really not here to train the dogs. You're like, sell shit. You're here to sell stuff. And once we get, if we can get these clients in once a week for six weeks, imagine how much money they're going to be spending at our store. Now, to be fair, there are, I do know numerous trainers who started in big box training stores who have a lot of skills whose classes actually did very well. But they got out of there as quick as possible because they weren't allowed to stop unwanted behaviors. They knew how to stop them, but they weren't allowed to stop them. Mm -hmm. That's company policy. Yep. Next. 
FDL, how do you handle other people's off-leash dogs from approaching you and your dog? Everywhere I go, people have their dogs off-leash in public spaces where their dogs should be leashed. Yep. So, I mean, we have to think about intention, but also it goes both ways. Like, what would your dog... So, in order to advocate for both dogs and to have no harm done, usually when an off-leash dog approaches you and your dogs, there's usually going to be some injury somewhere. Um, your dog's on a leash. When an off-leash dog approaches a leash dog, it's a recipe for disaster usually. Um, plus, a dog can walk up to you nice and quietly and peacefully, and it can turn into a dog fight in a split second. A split second. I've seen it. I mean, we see, we, you know, we, we see it all the time. So you have to neutralize. I treat every off-leash dog as a threat. So how do you neutralize the threat? Unfortunately, a lot of these dogs, you have to end up using your foot. And I'm not advocating just going around kicking dogs, but when you have a dog rushing you and your dog, and there's probably going to be a fight, the best thing you can do is make sure that dog doesn't make it to you. So hiking sticks, your feet, bear spray, because it's becoming a bigger and bigger problem. And unfortunately, it's becoming a bigger problem on the negative, meaning a lot of these meetings are not going well, meaning there is a, it turns into a fight. It turns into a fight. I've got a couple of colleagues whose dogs have been killed. I've got clients whose dogs have been killed. Could you imagine that? You're out, you take your dog out for, honey, I'm going out for a walk with a dog. You come back, your dog's dead. I mean, this happens. I mean, this is the reality of it. Now, maybe it's because I live in the world of badly behaved dogs, but it exists. You can't discount it. So if it's never happened to you, okay. But you can't, like, I'm, I also don't need wheelchair ramps. I have no use for wheelchair ramps, but I can appreciate the fact that they exist because people need them. So it would be a little bit asshole-ish of you to say, why is this handicapped accessible? I don't need one, but it's like, but people do. So same with dog training, just because you don't need something that doesn't mean someone else doesn't need something. Next. Julie Ann says, this is a message from my client. Coral is a super fearful dog. Coral did well on her walk tonight as there is an event at the Lion Center. So it was quite noisy, but she handled it very well. Six months ago, she would have had a major panic. I used your fearful dog course to help her. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, the fearful dog course, which is available at Summit Canine Academy. And it sounds like, you know, we plug our courses a lot. The reason is because... When I did my seminars, there was anywhere from some of them only 20 to 60 people in my seminars. And I did about 20 a year, over 300 seminars. I traveled the world doing seminars. Our board and train was in Providence. Now it's in, in down in Florida. We can only work with so many dogs. There's only so many hours in the day. There's only, I mean, I can go to every city in every state, in every country, and there's dogs that need help. But our online courses, which is impossible to do, our online courses, though, we can do the same thing. And it's cheaper. I mean, it's cheaper to do. So you can solve just about every problem with our online courses. And in combination with an online consult, I mean, you can really, really have an incredible dog. And they actually work. <laughs> like, you will actually get results. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And if you don't get results, 
I'm not owner shaming here, but you just might be doing something incorrectly. That's all. You might be doing something incorrectly. You know, I remember one of my employees trained one of my dogs trick training. And I don't know how to trick train a dog, but I was able to run the dog through the tricks. And I remember once the dog was just not understanding what I wanted. And, and I'm like, and she told me what to do. And I tried to do it, but it didn't. I said, this isn't working for me. And then I gave her the, the dog and she did it instantly. And the dog listened to her. So it's like, I didn't do it right. She did. So, and then I learned and then I did it. Next. Jay Drink Walter, who is guilty of overfeeding and overtreating me. Yeah, you got to be careful. And I get it. I mean, try. I mean, I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. I mean, one thing you can do is if you have the habit of, of over-treating, use the dog's daily food as your reward system. So we train dogs with their daily food. When they first come in, they eat with um, their daily food goes into a, a, um, a pouch, and that's how we train them. But I, you have to remember, if you just take a package of treats and turn it over and just see how many kilocalories are in those treats, one bag of treats is usually more than the daily intake that they need. And these are small bags. Like, these are small bags. So you're theoretically giving your dog twice the amount of food, I'm sorry, twice the amount of calories a day that it actually needs. So you got to be careful. Next. FDL said, great advice. Uh, Mallory said, good evening. Hey, Mallory. Billy said, I lowered George's food intake in half, and then I turn around and looked, and he pushes Vader out of his bowl, and he's eating Vader's food. Oh, my God. Well, it's time to put George in a crate when he's eating. Yeah. Right? Or Vader in a crate when he's eating. Yeah. Because Vader can push over. Or, or say no to George and bonk him. So, all right, everybody. It's 9.02. It's time to say uh, the show is over. If you're brand new, this is your first show. Welcome. Thank you for being here. Um, thank you for just to start snooping around all of our social media. Check out our co online courses. Um, you'll be pleasantly surprised at how affordable they are and what great results they get. And... Um, we are a very interactive company, so we have got a lot of opportunities to ask us for, for help, and a lot of it is free. Um, Joelle, thanks for showing up tonight. I know that you've got a lot of family stuff going on, and um, and I'll see you next week. All right? All right. All right. Take care, everybody. Madly love with all of you. Bye-bye.